0: Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in, everybody, another episode of the podcast that's sweeping the nation. It's One Man's Opinion. Thank you, thank you, thank you, one and all, for all your support on this uh, little show of ours Very excited to be recording episode 125, 125 episodes, and I urge you guys, if you want more than just fantasy football, there's a ton of episodes um, over the course of the last two and a half years where... I've talked about every number of topics, uh, controversial and non-controversial. So uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing, get to it. If you're just stumbling upon us right now, we do so appreciate it. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing, listening, commenting. You guys, so awesome. Last time, last week I asked you uh, if you would uh, be so kind as to comment. I hadn't had a comment in a while uh, on some of these things, and you guys came out got a bunch of good ones in there as well so i really appreciate that very much if you guys continue to leave good feedback i mean that's that's what this is all about right and um for those I, i've got a lot to talk about on this week episode my name is jeff Mans. by the way you hear me weekday afternoon sirius xm fantasy sports radio channel 87 yes an entire radio station devoted to fantasy sports we host I host Elite Sports four to six PM Eastern every weekday afternoon. I also host the SiriusXM Fantasy Football pregame show from eleven AM to one PM Eastern on Sunday mornings during the start uh, or during the entire NFL regular season. Follow me on social media at underscore mans m a n s. The Jeff Manns everywhere else. Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. Brand new TikToks up. Late round running backs. I'll discuss some of that this week. Late round wide receivers. Drafters.com how-to. Alvin Kamara player profile. It's all there on my Twitter feed. The Jeff Manns. Get over there and check it out. You could also check out the 2022 Fantasy Football Draft Guide exclusively at fantasyguru.com. I am owner. And I am operator and chief content officer of that very website, everybody. So um, get in there, check it out, and uh, have fun with it. And anything you need, we are there for you at FantasyGuru.com. Now, it's getting late in the process, everybody. I've got a lot lined up here today. I do want to thank everybody for coming out for training camp. Fantasy football training camp was a smashing success uh, to everybody my god we have thousands of live viewers for that event remember if you're a subscriber fantasy guru you have access if you missed any i mean there's 13 hours i don't know i didn't check if there's anybody that watched all of it some of you claimed to have watched the entire day uh, i love you people even more i mean that is the god's work but if you tune in for a couple hours and you miss some of it it's all there uh, go to training camp live and click on any of the features you want to see. If you want to see auction presentation or best ball or dynasty leagues, draft strategies or league setups or my question and answer sessions, new guys roundtable. I mean, everything that we did, just get over there and check it out. You can view those training camp, those videos all year long. Also, if you attended that, the event or even if you didn't watch one freaking minute of it, you are still – in on the Elite Mafia Fantasy Football Championship. Drafts are starting now. They've already started and they will be going all through the course of the preseason till the start of the regular season, all the way through, I think, Sunday, the 11th. So, but you get in draft now because you have choosing your draft spot and time and day and all of that. Very important. All the information there can be found at fantasyguru.com under the training camp menu. And then go to the uh, on-demand page, and boom, you're right there for you. You can still purchase. If you miss training camp, you don't know what that's about. If you're an elite seasonal plus subscriber, DFS, betting, you already got it. So just go and check it all out, help you with your drafts there as well. So thank you guys for all of that. Today, I'm going to get to as much fantasy football as we can obviously it's crunch time it's draft season. The next two weeks are the biggest draft weeks uh, going into the preseason. I do want to hit on some DFS talk daily fantasy football as well. I'll do that later on in this episode. Um, we've got some takeaways from week two. I have lined up as well, but um, you know, there's a lot of other things to get to. I'm going to get to late round running backs, late round receivers. I've I sent out a tweet at Jeff underscore man's, for you to ask me any questions cuz at this time of the year there's nothing I can't answer for you and I want to help everybody out as much as possible so you'll see me I you can call it trolling but I don't say anything I'm always monitoring our message boards our chats our discord over at fantasyguru.com and I just want to see what y'all are talking about talking about what is on your minds? are you having trouble in the early rounds the middle rounds the late rounds league setups is it certain players that you're stuck on news that is coming down the pike and uh, that is let's face it most of the news is bullshit this time of year it just is so by the way this is uncensored put your earphones in your earbuds in. keep the kids and sensitive ears away i'll be cursing i know i don't curse on the radio i do curse on this podcast so uh, there you go. So we got a lot to get discuss. I'm going to do some AMA questions and answers here on this program as well. I have a big announcement to make. I'm real excited that we could finally let the cat out of the bag on this one. There is a huge new network that has just started up. It has been in the works for years now. And it's great for fantasy players, DFS players. It's great for sports bettors. It's great for sports fans. It's great for those that are in the collectible market. Cards, autographs, memorabilia of all kinds, collectibles. It's called the Better Sports Network. B-E-T-T-O-R Sports Network. You can find it at bettersportsnetwork.com. You, you want to download the app. We Our big announcement we made the other day, Two of the best broadcasters in the sports betting fantasy sports space, Kyle L. Frank and Ray Flowers. You've known them from Sirius on Fantasy Sports Radio for the last 12 years. You know them from FantasyGuru.com. Kyle hosts our core four live streams every single night. Ray Flowers has worked since the jump for us as well. They have a brand new show debuting Monday, August 29th. I'm super stoked about it on the better sports network and the best thing for everybody. It's free. That's right. It's free. You get the show 12 PM Eastern to 3 PM Eastern time every weekday. You can catch Kyle and Ray as well as a lot of other great names and great shows all for free on that network. And we are very excited to be a part of it and excited to be, uh, supporting it to be quite frank and a little backstory on this. um, So everybody knows I, I am not on the air on that network. Okay. Uh, I am still on Sirius XM. I plan to be on Sirius XM for a very long time till they shit can me eventually. Right. I'm sure that will happen, but so far so good. But I, I you know, we support great people. We support great products, great things for consumers. And this Better Sports Network has everything. Everything you want, it's a free app. It's a free listen to. It's super easy. You could stream it through your car, your Bluetooth, your headphones all day long. I think they go 16 hours live programming on day one. I mean, so many great people involved with this. Uh, Backstory for me, it's some of my favorite people. Um, I got... I started out my own company years ago, 18 years ago, it's called Scout Fantasy Football. Me and Ted Schuster and like five of our buddies, uh, actually two of my nephews and a couple of my uh, close friends. And all that started out. Um, Ted and I are the only surviving members, meaning everybody else fell off eventually. I mean, life came at them. We didn't make any money. You know, it's been a long climb up the road. In between that, I had a savior, that savior is a guy by the name of Al Williams who doesn't like to be talked about very much, but he is the, was the CEO of fantasy alarm. He started the company fantasyalarm.com back in about 2009, 2010. I was his first hire at that company. He will tell you, right. You know, I think he says I'm not a founding member. True, but I kind of am a founding member. All right, I kind of did. There was no company, no real website. We had an idea, and Al and I worked very close to build that company into what it is today. It's a very good company, and a reputable company, and great brand, and everything else. And uh, Al is at the head of this. Now he is out at Fantasy Alarm. Um, already not out of it, right? He's still always part of it. You're always part of the family, and that's what a great thing about it about this industry is, is we're all together but Al's behind Better Sports Network and he is partnering with Matt Deutsch who is a the longtime program director at Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio and quite frankly these are two of the people that I owe a great deal of my career to you know um, giving me opportunities affording me opportunities I have fought with these gentlemen both as friends and as adversaries at times. I mean, we've, I don't think we've always been good friends, but it's not, you know, there's always been time. I left fantasy alarm. I mean, you know, that story and to not hold a grudge on that. And everything says a lot about who the human beings are. And they started this network. The most important thing is it's for the consumers, something that I've, longed for and something that we do over at fantasy guru and something that we did at Fantasy alarm. When I was there, we always are about providing the best opportunities for people that play fantasy sports, bet on sports, collect memorabilia, that's play seasonal fantasy sports DFS, the whole deal. So I'm going to be listening in every weekday, 12 to three, Ray and Kyle on that program. And uh, I'm excited uh, about it. It's free for everybody. Go download the app. It's in the um, Google Play. It is in the iTunes store as well. B-E-T-T-O-R sports network. And then you download the app. You have to log in with a username and ID and all that great stuff. And uh, you'll be able to tune into programming around the clock. And it's just a great thing. And I think you guys will really like it. And it's fully endorsed by me and Fantasy Guru. And obviously, Kyle and Ray are some of my favorites. Some of my other favorite people are are part of this as well. I'm not allowed to uh, tell you who that is yet, though, but you'll be knowing very soon. So I, I think that's a fun thing. Make sure you go download the app and uh, and check it all out. And everybody, I know there's a, uh, there's a premium section as well for those that want to get the on-demand shows and uh, a lot of great podcasts and on-demand programming. Who knows? Never know if uh a certain loudmouth obnoxious person may be in that section at some point. We shall see. But there you go. Excited about that. Let's dive into some fantasy football information. I mentioned that I did a video over on TikTok, the Jeff Mans, about late round running backs. I wanted to get to some late round running backs and some late round wide receivers for you all on this episode. This point, again, I've, you know, this is episode 125, right? 125 episodes. I've done a lot of episodes this fantasy football season. We turned our attention on the XM show and on this podcast to full time fantasy football back in May. So I've been talking nonstop, nonstop fantasy football. We have hit the late, the early rounds over and over and over and over and over and over and over. It's kind of talk. It's like talking about fucking gun control, abortion, fucking religion, or whatever. Like, okay, we get it. Why are we arguing about the same thing? Nobody's changing their mind. We got it. We know it's. I'm recording this the 24th of August. If you don't know who your first round pick is, get with the fucking program. Number one, get with it. Cause this has been. We have gone over it and under it and back over and over and around and all that. Okay. At this stage, you need to know who you're targeting in those middle and late rounds. It's key. I, he, here's a little pro tip for everybody out there. Here, This is something if, if you're unsure, let's say you have a, you're on at pick 12, you're on the wheel. Last pick of the first round. Okay, let's just go with that. And the popular question that I get this time, well, Jeff, do I go running back or receiver? Which, is it too early for Kelsey? Eh, it's not really too early for Kelsey, but I, I have Kelsey later, so let's say running back, receiver, makes sense. But that's not a real question because you need to be taking the best player available. Don't worry about if it's running back or receiver. But if you want to know how to solve this question on your own, Pappy Manz is here for a little tip. A little tip-a-roo for everybody. Tip, tip, tip a Identify those late-round players. The other day on the XM show, we said, give us your top five super late sleepers, if you will. Eight Round 18 plus, 200 plus in overall ADP, average draft position. All right, who are those players? You need to go through and identify... Those players, here's how you build your own draft plan. Last round to the first round, go up. So it's there if you're in a 12-team draft, all right, 16 rounds, that's kind of the normal uh, round draft. It's 192 players that are going to be going. Start at pick 192. I know who that is this year, pick 192 is Van Jefferson, roughly. Okay, start there, go in increments of 12, or if you're in a 10-team league, then obviously you shorten it from 192 and you go to 160. Okay, whatever it is. And go in increments of 12 or 10 or whatever your draft is and identify, just write it on a piece of paper. Piece of paper, write it on your notepad, whatever it is. And write down your... The best player in each round from the 16th round all the way, let's say to pick 49 and stop there. All right, that's their fifth round. So rounds five through 16. Then go through and look at those names. All right. Look at the names. Um and see how many are running backs, how many are receivers. Okay. And maybe there's a quarter. Maybe there's quarterbacks in there. Maybe it's tight ends in there. Who knows? Could be anything. That's your decision. If in those rounds picks, you know, forty nine through one ninety two, if you have nine of them as wide receivers or eight of them wide receivers that you like in those rounds, and as the ideal picks in each round, guess what? I would advise you to select in your first round. When you have the decision, Jeff, do I go Devontae Adams or do I go with uh, Joe Mixon or Najee Harris or Javante Williams? I would tell you to go with the running back. Why? Because you like those wide receivers late. Now, if you have six, seven, eight rounds that you really like those running backs, guess what I would advise you? First round, go with Adams. Go with that wide receiver, go with the CD Lamb or Debo or Adams, Diggs, whoever you like there. Okay. That's how you build it out. This way, because you're gonna nobody, you're not gonna dislike just very few people. Like I'm not in on Derek Henry, I'm not in Dalvin Cook this year at, at their cost. But if you told me you're gonna give me those players, I'm gonna be still ecstatic. Of course, I we all love the first, second round players. Very few players ever make it into the first, second round of fantasy football drafts that aren't universally liked or loved, right? It just doesn't happen. So we like them all, It's the, but it's six to one half dozen to the other. By understanding the late round choices you like the most, you are thereby addressing what you should be doing in those earlier rounds. So good, good. Um, So let's get into it. Let's get into the the later round selections at, at running backs. I, my video, there's uh, several. And I wanted the, for me, I did just 120 plus in ADP. That's the direction I went with my choices. And uh, when I built this this list, the first wave of this list, I'll add a couple more. You guys get bonuses, of course because you're the podcasters, podcast listeners who I love. Um, 120, rounds 10 or higher, essentially, right? Round 10, round 11, really, uh, is where I went or higher in ADP, average rep position, all right? And one of the first names that jumps out there is Isaiah Pacheco. Now, Pacheco has kind of, like, I love Damian Pierce. I've been talking to him up for a long time. Damian Pierce, his ADP has gone to 107. He's outside, same with James Cook. I like those two guys a pretty great deal, but they've kind of a, a evolved and moved up too high. So Isaiah Pacheco is a guy that I like a great deal. Now, here is an interesting thing. When you look at the NFFC, the high-stakes fantasy football community, Pacheco's going off the board 126.33. Okay. On drafters.com, the play the best place to play Best ball fantasy football, especially when you want $250,000 on a $1 million guaranteed prize pool that also is going to overlay up the ass this year. You don't have a better chance to win in best ball fantasy football, really in any fantasy football, than on drafters.com. So use the promo code ELITE, E L I T E, by the way, if you sign up 100% deposit bonus on that. If you've already played at drafters and you want to refuel, or a redeposit, they will give you a 20% on your money. Nobody in the history, nobody in this industry will ever do that in their lives again. So take advantage of that. Elite 2, E-L-I-T-E, E-L-I-T-E, the number 2. not spelled out 2, so the number 2. That's how you get your redeposit bonus on there. Pacheco's ADP on drafters.com is 158.5. P- Pacheco's the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Remember, he's the biggest fastest, strongest of all four running backs that are competing for time in Kansas City. Do we love time shares? Fuck no. Absolutely not. Do we love Andy Reid running backs? Yes. Do we love running backs in systems that are going to score a shit ton of points? Yes, we do. Do we love, um, did we love uh, Daryl Williams last year? No, we did not. Did Daryl Williams do good in fantasy football last year? Yes, he absolutely did. Daryl Williams was stunningly RB nineteen. He rushed for 558 fucking yards. That's all he did, but six touchdowns rushing, two more receiving, 47 receptions, 452 in, through the air. Daryl Williams was RB uh, uh, RB two, and he played every game, but he wasn't the starter and split a lot of time any every given day. So. That's what's available. Uh, Not only that, Edwards Hilaire RB 44. So you take Edwards Hilaire's 117-ish points compared to 196 for Daryl Williams. And, you know, you you start sprinkling in uh, the other running backs and you have like 400 points from the running backs available, if you will, for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. Derek Core, remember he had a couple of big games last year, McKinnon in the pro season. So Pacheco is he ran at 43740. He was team captain at Rutgers. Didn't really he had a split time at Rutgers. That was coaching decision. But again, he profiled, he's the best talented, most talented running back in that backfield. If it was a fifth round pick, I'd say fuck no. No way. But he's going out off the board, whether you're on NFFC at 126 or 156. On drafters.com. And it's, or yeah, 158.5. It's unbelievable value. Go out and get it. Brian Robinson of the Washington Commanders. We can sit here and I've done this on the radio a lot this week where I've somehow I'm defending Antonio Gibson, even though I don't want to be. But you guys are way too low on Gibson. You're making way too much of the fact that he returned a kick in a preseason game and practice. None of that shit matters. But at the same time, I thought you'd be jumping all over Brian Robinson and you're just not. I don't know why you're not doing that, but you're not seeing you – it doesn't seem to be, you know, jumping on uh, Brian Robinson. And that's a great thing. That I means there's a ton of value here for the early down running back of the Washington Commanders. Brian Robinson's ADP is 129.12 in the NFFC. 155.6. So he and Pacheco are right next to each other in that regard. Brian Robinson, big, powerful running back, 6'1, 230, two time national champ. This is a dude who worked his way up. He went, he was behind fucking Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris at Alabama, became the guy last year, third round pick. And if you think that Gibson, seven plus touchdowns each of the last two years, if he's going to lose that early down and goal line role, it's going to be to Brian Robinson, and that's a lot of touchdowns to get that kind of running back again in rounds, what eleven in, in, on drafters and ten, I guess on uh or no, just eleven on uh eleven on NFFC and on drafters where he's what one fifty five. What is that? That's the thirteenth, fourteenth roundish and a twelve teamer. I mean, that's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. That's one of those picks that's like both Pacheco and Robinson. I do not advocate zero running back because zero running back is a a fraud. It's fake. Don't ever just punt running back. But, man, there's a couple guys here that I could legitimately see being top 15, if not top 12 guys. And I don't think Robinson has the path to it. Pacheco has a path to – that's a – best ball league winner, possibly Pacheco Robinson's just a solid. You're going to need the touchdowns because you have JD McKissick and Antonio Gibson, two prolific pass catchers that will get all the reception. So Robinson isn't, he's not going to run. He's not going to get the volume of a Derrick Henry, but he's going to, and he's going to catch less passes than Derrick Henry. So at limits his upside, but still a good pick. Daryl Henderson of the Rams. ADP of 130.58. Now, this is interesting, mostly because it's a lot of our users on drafters.com. 126 ADP. (laughs) So he's going, this one's going a lot earlier, or not that much earlier, four picks earlier on drafters than he is in the NFFC, but he was wide receiver 27 last year, and he only played 12 games. Had six plus touchdowns each of the last two years, despite being the clear backup both seasons. We know Cam Akers... Doesn't have that burst anymore. That Achilles injury has zapped Cam Akers. It's one of the reasons Cam Akers is clearly on my fade list. But leverage that situation. Whether you have Akers and you believe in him or not, you should be targeting Daryl Henderson because that's a lot of production in Sean McVay's offense. That's not going to cost you anything but an 11th round pick. Love him. Jamal Williams of Detroit. We see him in hard knocks. It's got an ADP of 156 in on a NFFC 164 on Drafters.com. Another guy, all of three of his tu- rushing touchdowns last year is banged up last year, but signed a big free agent contract before last season. The guy the team loves, he is a team leader, and we saw that on Hard Knocks. He all three of his touchdowns were one yarders, so he's the goal line back. Clearly, he can catch the football as well. Well, Swift is by far the leading pass catcher of those backs, but they'll throw to J- Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams is going to play in uh, pa- on passing downs because of his pass protection ability. He had a 57.1 utilization rate last year. That was fourth best in the NFL. That encapsulizes when he's on the field, how much he's being used. Fourth best in the entire league. 25 plus receptions each of his last five years. The goal line back, as I mentioned. If you're in a standard league format, Jamal Williams, sneaky, super-deep, duper late-round pick. And my final late-round running back, Amir Abdullah in Las Vegas. They made the announcement this week that Kenyon Drake is going to be cut. That hasn't officially happened yet. But with Drake out, you're going to get Amir Abdullah playing the passing down role for the Las Vegas Raiders, and that's in Josh McDaniel's offense. Abdullah uh, is a second-round pick by the Lions. There was a lot expected out of him back in what, 2014, 2015, maybe, Hamir Abdullah. But he's a, a very productive pass catcher out of the backfield, and he's a guy that obviously beat out Kenyon Drake for that job. It's a lot of weapon, and 225.41 is his ADP in the NFFC. And somehow – even on drafters.com, there's still, uh, Abdullah did not get that newsworthy bump, which is weird. Instead of focusing on who the news item is about, start focusing on who the news item affects. When you hear these rumors and shit that confound us in the preseason, start looking like, okay, well, they're talking about this player, but who's really impacted here? And I think that's where you find a lot of this value. So, uh, you know, guy like Amir Abdullah, clearly he's basically free. I'm looking at drafters.com as we speak, and he's got an ADP of uh, – oh, there it showed up, 221.3. Actually, yeah, right around the same time. But drafters is a 21 draft. You're talking about round 19 of where he's going, being the passing down back. He's not a guy that in seasonal leagues it's going to be easy to know when to start and when not to. But in a best ball scenario, this is a guy who's going to have those seven catches, 68 yards and a touchdown, plus five carries for 28 on the ground type weeks. And those are going to be very important if you want to take home a quarter of a million dollars on drafters or if you're going after that $2 million on underdog.com as well. So um, that is that's my list for the super duper late running back list. Let's look, if we're looking 120 plus in ADP on, um at the wide receiver position, I have so many, I'll start out with McCall Hardman. I don't know why everybody's forgetting about him. 133.6 ADP on drafters. And he's even worse, I believe, uh, and the NFFC website, uh, yeah, he's one forty-five point six. I want everybody to know the very first game, second game of the preseason, or the first game of the preseason, the Chiefs played. Their very first pass attempt went directly to McCall Hardman. Had a groin injury. Uh, after that, missed practice, but he's back already. I think he's very legitimately has a chance to be the Tyree kill of this offense. Was he going to be that prolific and efficient with his touches? Probably not, but he was drafted to be in that role three years ago. He has been in that system. He's got the most reps with Patrick Mahomes of anybody left. I love McCole Hardman in that spot. I think he's a super. With with his speed, remember, eighth in the league and yards after the catch even last year, and that's a guy who barely – he didn't play a ton. That's amazing. Easy, easily could lead in that category this year, and I fully expect him to. Others, uh, Kenny Galladay, everybody thinks he's washed. With was the New York Giants, he may be, but he's a he was super fast. Big body, good, go up and get it type. Very Cortland Sutton-like. Had some monster season with Stafford in Detroit, and has been injured most of the last two years. But it's not going to take a lot for Galladay to outproduce his current ADP of 124.8. Um, They're going to throw a ton in New York. It's a pass-happy offense, a lot of four, a lot of five wide receiver sets. And you, thus, when you spread the field like that, you're going to get single coverage on a guy who's 6'4", 225 pounds that could run a 4 four forty. Uh, good luck. Good luck with all that, everybody. And, and guarding that because I think that will take uh that that would take some doing. Another one of my late round wide receiver favorites. I do love Jarvis Landry. You know we've talked about Chris Olave being the biggest benefactor if Michael Thomas misses any time. Tom, Michael Thomas, I don't think he wants to play football. He hasn't for years. He's just one of those guys. It's like you ever have the guy at your work that's like a year or two years from retirement, and they don't give a fuck anymore. They're just done. They're just coasting coasting. I can't wait till that's me, by the way. That's my dream. My whole whole dream is to coast into retirement someday. Everybody says, I don't know if I'll be able to do it, but my God, that's, that's a dream. But anyway, that's what it feels like Michael Thomas is. So a lobby would be forced into action, but whether Thomas is active or not, I think Jarvis Landry is just going to be that slot wide receiver for Jameis Winston, a chain mover for the saints offense. And a highly productive guy at that, in a controlled environment, playing in his hometown, went to LSU, now he's back in New Orleans. His ADP, 138.8 for Jarvis Landry, at least on drafters.com, and uh, going off the board even later on and NFFC, where you know, we find Jarvis Landry, again, real close to that kind of day, 142. 0.04 So like that group is pretty nice. It really is. Um as we di- dig a little deeper, I'll tell you another player that I'm in on I kind of like Corey Davis. 163.8 ADP on drafters.com. That is 14th round material. Uh, I did a study the other day for the Sirius XM show. I actually didn't get a chance to talk about it, but uh on the air yet. But I by the time you hear this, I'll likely be doing it is if Corey Davis played with Zach Wilson all last year long, his number, Corey Davis's numbers would have been very, very productive. The problem is Wilson got hurt and then Davis got hurt. I have no idea what is prompting people to draft Elijah Moore higher than Corey Davis. I really don't. Davis is a guaranteed contract. He's proven to be productive at the NFL level. Yes, injury-prone, too. But if you projected last season, uh, Corey Davis played with Zach Wilson for seven games. Um, his average game, seven targets, four, a little over four receptions, a little over 60 yards, 0.67 touchdowns, all right? And over four, and 14.2 fantasy points per game, right? When you project it over a 17-game season, Corey Davis finishes about 120 targets, 119 targets, 68 receptions. This is conservative baseline, by the way. 988. Let's call it 9- 988.83. So 9889 9- yards receiving. 11 touchdowns, though. That's a lot of touchdowns. He was a touchdown monster when Zach Wilson was in there. It's 234.88 fantasy points. So Corey Davis projects. Jacks could have, based on last year's numbers, could have finished 24th in targets amongst all wide receivers, 30th in receptions, 24th in receiving yards, 5th in touchdowns, and 21st in fantasy points. It's a guy who, again, the numbers back up that he could be a wide receiver, too. Now, nobody is asking you to draft him like that or to count on him like that. I think Elijah Moore will be involved, too. His numbers with Zach Wilson last year project to be 30th in targets, which by the way, that's not bad. That's pretty good. But 60th in receptions, 79th in receiving yards, 76th in touchdowns, and 73rd in fantasy points. Wilson is banged up to start the season, but there's a chance he'll be back in week one. But he's still going to be the starter for the majority of the 2022 season. So Corey Avis getting him in round 14 is I, I would consider that a win and definitely a, a usable asset. I like Devonte Parker, number one wide receiver for the Patriots. I don't love Parker as much in best ball, but I do love him in seasonal leagues where you could just have him on your bench. And whenever your, your mainstream receivers are off, you plug in Devante Parker. I hope he catches a touchdown that day, but he, you know, five, six targets a game. Red zone targets will be nice. He's the number one in New England. I don't have a problem taking him at ADP 163.2, another player that we're looking in the 14th round. So there you go. Um, other, if we go super late, I do like backing up my Mike show investment with either Romeo Dubs or Sammy Watkins. I really don't mind either one of those two. Both at the ADP that they're going to. If I had to go with one, I do go Romeo Dubs. If you miss out on Dubs, go Sammy Watkins. N- nobody in the world's drafts in Sammy Watkins, so and that's fine. Devin Duvernay with all those slot receptions and targets available in Baltimore. Devin Duvernay led the NCAA in receptions two years ago, three years ago now. I think this guy's a pro- can be a prolific volume receiver. You're never going to get the type of volume that I would love to see DuVernay in, but he fits that slot role for the Ravens extraordinarily well. 200.5 ADP on drafters.com. And you're talking about a 17th round pick in that regard. And uh, thus I'm all in on, and the NFFC, 251.71. Oh my God, is he going late? My last wide receiver late on target is Terrace Marshall. I've talked at nauseam. This is a guy that stole targets and big plays away from Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson while at LSU in that national championship year. He's 6'2", he's 220, He's flies 4'4", 40, leaping ability, strong, big hands, powerful receiver, contested catch guy. Why Carolina didn't use him more last year? He got banged up early in the season. And it seemed to hamper him. But as we now shifted to Baker Mayfield, Boy, does this just seem like a dream come true for Terrace Marshall. Mayfield to Marshall feels like it could be a breakout combination in 2022. So I'm all over him. 246.02 in the NFFC, 211.9 on drafters, a little secret. I draft Marshall all the time. So I have a feeling I've done so many drafts on drafters.com that I'm probably affecting I am probably uh, affecting that ADP and uh, me and our users at Fantasy Guru. So um, take that under advisement there. So those are some of my favorite late round targets in both seasonal and best ball fantasy football um, this year. Some news around the National Football League. I don't like reacting news, but I'll tell you the two things that stood out the most to me and watching the preseason games. The Buffalo Bills are going to run the ball, and they're going to smash fucking throats by doing it. Smash. Throats. Singletary, James Cook. I think Zach Moss has earned a spot on this roster now, and unfortunately for all my James Cook shares, will be moderately involved. But I love James Cook. I just feel him and this offense is too good to be true. That zone blocking. I mean, they ran for 250 in a preseason game against the Broncos, not a terrible run defense, not a good one, but it's not a terrible one. That's just, that's too good. And that that's one. And the other thing uh, I didn't get a chance to talk about this at all this week is Christian Kirk for Jacksonville. What a good relationship with Trevor Lawrence. What a Christian Kirk getting that, all that money, and nobody really wants to draft him. ADP, 78.61, seventh round selection. So the only problem with Christian Kirk is that he's right in that Juju Smith-Schuster, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Concho range of wide receivers, and Adam Thielen. These are some of my favorites. I love that entire group of wide out. Man, do I love them. I draft I'll draft as many as I possibly can out of them. and I think Kirk is going to be a high volume guy this year. I really do i I don't see the honcho upside. I don't see the juju upside. I don't really even see the feeling upside. I think he's the exact opposite. If you like more targets, more receptions, even more yards out of your wide receiver, then Kirk would be your guy. If you like the touchdowns, six points per reception makes the efficiency of those receptions. Adam Thielen would be your guy. So I like that a great deal as well. Um, Other things that stood out to me about this uh, this preseason, you know, uh, there's there's it's the misuse of information. It's the misuse of rumors um, from non beat writers. I don't want to talk about that and argue about that ad nauseum like I have on the XM show, show so much, but it is something to take heed of that somebody's in their house typing up something and not with the team then it really doesn't matter. Jody Forston, it should be aware that there's a um, the Chiefs had a major injury uh, and likely a season ending injury to Blake Bell. That's their backup to Travis Kelsey at offense. There's a lot of talk this offseason that they're going to Kelsey now is 33 years old, passed his prime for a, a fantasy wide or tight end. So they need, they drafted Noah gray last year. So somebody needs to step up there. So know the name, Jody Forston don't draft him. There's no reason to, I think Forston those two touchdowns may have earned himself a spot on the roster. Now that bell, I don't think he would have made it would have been a practice squad guy, but now he could low key work his way into the, replacement role or the handcuff role, if you will, for tight end, Travis Kelsey at offense. And that's a very valuable piece of real estate. All right. um, I asked it to people on Twitter at Jeff underscore Mans. I said, I want your questions. I'll do ask man's anything type of style right here. Let's crack into that. Uh, G bro asked, will you be doing a code name yearly? Now my concho has caught the internet by storm. Um, no, I, no, I don't love, I'm a creature of habit, but I don't like doing the code names. I'm doing a code name, Mike Concho for a certain green Bay wide receiver. I'm doing that because I don't want to drive his price up. I owe that to my supporters, and my subscribers at fancy guru. I have announced three times. I've slipped two other times. Our producer Phil slipped once. We have told you a thousand times who this guy is. If you don't know, it's on you. You, you know, there's a point where you're, you are just being an asshole by not, under, not not doing one thing. Like, Iowa State, Green Bay, who could it be? Right? I mean, you have to know things. So, no, I don't plan on doing a coding, but I, I will tell you this. My allegiance is always with you. I asked you guys to give me some comments from the for the podcast last week. You guys delivered. That shit means the world to me. I ask anybody in my life. Look at, I have been married to my wife for 25 years. We've been together 28 years. Uh, Ted and I have been friends for about 30 years. Ray Flowers and I for 12 plus years. I'm talking about Better Sports Network guys that I, I met early on in the industry. I think anybody outside of a very few people in my life, I will always be loyal. I'm like a Labrador retriever. Like I'm loyal to the people that take care of me. It doesn't take much, just support. That's it. And all of you support my work. And I that's who I'm indebted to. And that's who will always get first priority in my life, Pete. Um, period. Any sneaker keeper or keeper picks to grab at the end of the draft is Ridley a waste of a pick. <laughs> I don't like that move. I think it's cheesy to pick Ridley and Gronkowski. Nobody, they'll ever pick somebody that has such off-field problems. That's just a disaster. Um, Ty Chandler, I think that's a great late-round pick in leagues. I think that you know those types, when you see running backs or receivers with expiring contracts that are about to go bye-bye, I think those make for good keepers. A guy like Malik Willis had a lot of draft type fell. Nobody's in Make That makes a good late round keeper type of pick when building a DFS lineup is defense. Typically the last position you and Ted fill is it typically chosen first by how much cash you have left over. It is normally the last selection. Um, Sometimes we plug in the core four, put in two other players that we know we like a lot. And then I'll throw in a defense like I will sometimes set a baseline like, all right. If the defense is a disaster, then I don't then it's the last choice. Otherwise, I will set set a bar like, all right, this is the lowest defense I'm going to go, whether it's thirty two hundred on one side or twenty two hundred on the other whatever the price is. I will say, all right, this is the lowest I'm going and then try to build the rest of the lineup around that. But generally, it's the last thing I worry about is defense and special teams. That is for sure. Who is Mike Concho? Oh, no. Fantasyguru.com. Dude, we got Radio 20. It's a promo code. You get 20% off. I mean, dude, if it ain't worth whatever, what do we charge, 40 bucks for a basic subscription? If it ain't worth that to win your league, then I don't know what it is for you. But I've, I've actually said it on this podcast many times. So go back the previous four episodes. And I guarantee you, I mentioned it at least twice cap on roster spots, my home league. We can only have five running backs. How would you handle handcuffing? I hate that. I despise any caps on how you build your roster. I, I don't like it. I get it though. It's a challenge. So it's a unique type of situation, but I, I personally don't like it. If you only have five running backs on your roster. um, Yeah, it would, I would have three starting running backs. One handcuff and then like a swing guy, like a like a potential, like uh well, cook would be great, but Michael Carter, JD McKissick, um passing down Giovanni Bernard, maybe somebody like that as that fifth option as opposed to handcuff. I would handcuff my main guy though. If I'm using a high round on Eckler or Mixon or somebody like that, I'm definitely gonna hand one of that's those five is for the handcuff uh in multiple home leagues three it's best to diverse my roster grab different shares should i go all in on players i i'm all in go all in on your players if you believe in them go all the way there's no reason to diversify you know you can make adjustments every league has its unique people and different decisions and player availability and trade options and all that so your initial plan shouldn't change you're sure of it. You're securing it. Hell, man, you're listening to me, brother. And if you're listening to me, I promise you, I promise you first, I will be wrong. Maybe Hancho sucks. Maybe Juju isn't the guy. You know, there will be misses. Understand the words. But I guarantee you, nobody's going to get you better prepared for a fantasy season than I am. Nobody, Nobody. It's not going to happen. Nobody is ready for this fantasy football season more than me and if you're listening to me so are you you're well prepared as well uh todd uh, day one subscriber've i always tried to have the same cast game lineup as you and Ted. Uh, the reason you guys are the best why wouldn't i emulate that oh um oh that's my guy todd this isn't an ask man's anything he he wants to know why uh, herd mentality is bad it's see that's the thing we're not the herd that's the amazing that's the incredible thing even with given a code name to Mike Concho, i it's unbelievable how many people just believe the same thing or they all go to the free sites. You know, you're not fooling anybody with that. ESPN, CBS, Fantasy Pros, all that shit, and you're just going to go, you know, all the consensus bullshit out there. Great, consensus bullshit. You know what consensus is in fantasy sports and betting and everything else? That just tells you that one person likes it, one person doesn't. They give you a lot of middle-of-the-road bullshit. Go, have, go ahead and have that. Um, Jenny asks, can't listen as much as I want with my uh, menagerie of small humans in the car. Uh, totally appreciate that. Mom problems. Uh, love that. Love the moms out there. What are a couple sleeper targets for you to middle to late round uh, uh, selections? Okay. Um, I went through some late round selections, but if we why, you know, widen the lens, if you will, to me, the middle round start at round five, round five starts around pick 49 in a 12 team league. Okay. Ideal targets for me in those situations, Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> I don't know why he's going so late, but he's going to pick 52 right now. I, I love that. David Montgomery. Really like him. Juju Smith Schuster. I really like him. As I talked about AJ Dillon, I thought he'd be going higher right now, but he's not. I love A.J. Dillon. If you get him as your RB3, it's it's chef's kiss. I mentioned Adam Thielen. I mentioned that that whole group of wide receivers with Thielen, Mike Concho, DeAndre Hopkins. It sucks that he's out for the first six games. So he has to be your wide receiver four, but at pick 80 in ADP, seventh round, I could live with that. Okay, Christian Kirk. I mentioned him as well. Love Dallas Goddard. If I miss out on that Pitts, Andrews, Kelsey, Kittle area of tight end, I'm just going to wait till round nine. I'm going to grab me Dallas Goddard shares. I like Ramondre Stevenson a great deal at running back too. I even like Damian Harris who's going a full round after him at this point. I have no problems backing those two up. I've double tapped that several times. James Cook I absolutely love in those middle rounds. Zach Ertz, if you miss out on Goddard, as far as a tight end is concerned, I absolutely love that. Matt Stafford, if you're playing the game of waiting forever on quarterback, you can get Stafford. I have him as top six guy. Uh, I don't see any problem with him. His elbow, don't worry about his elbow. His elbow's going to be fine. He's going to be slinging the fucking ball most of the season. Do they shut him down here and there? Possibly. So maybe you'll have to Find a Justin Fields in a good situation or somebody like that. But you you no problems with Matt Stafford in that spot as well. Chase Claypool, I think, could have a big touchdown here in Pittsburgh there as well. So those are some of my favorite middle round selections. Uh Christian Weber asks if I'm keeping Taylor and Mixon rounds two and three and I have the number one pick. Should I take Christian McCaffrey? Not sure where else to go. All top wide receivers are being kept. So I was thinking of losing a fourth, and keeping Hurts and not keeping Mixon the second. Now, don't that's overthinking. If McCaffrey's there, fine. Yeah, you. I mean, you have Taylor and Mixon. Christian McCaffrey's your RB three. That's you couldn't come up with a better scenario to draft Christian McCaffrey. Now, if Jefferson or Chase were there, I would take them. But if they're not, take McCaffrey. You know, absolutely. My guy, Wookie. first time IDP advice. Work league went IDP with six players, uh, two defense line, two linebackers, one cornerback, one safety. Oh, I hate having to draft a cornerback, but I get it. Um, Phil Backard has uh, great stuff. And Phil Backard actually mentioned that um, he hates the one quarterback situation as well so yeah we we don't like that very much if you're looking for idp i think wookie's asking for some idp sleepers if you will um yeah defensive line i'd like a guy um sleepers let's try to think of some sleepers um boy jalen phillips had a great year in miami the thing about phillips and the whole miami defense they rotate so much It's great that they're always fresh, but it's also bad that they're not on the field necessarily as much. So um, I like him. I've always liked Marcus Davenport of the new Orleans saints. He's a guy definitely good after the quarterback for you. Trey Hendrickson from Cincinnati is always underdrafted and it appears he's being so this year as well. Linebackers that I love. I love tackle monsters. I just do. You know what? I'll say it at linebacker. That I like, I like Isaiah Simmons. I know, I know, but he's, this guy, one of the news items out of Arizona says so he's, he's being used all over. He should have done that anyway. He was a unicorn at Clemson, uh, I believe it was where he went in college. He plays safety, plays linebacker. He could edge rush. Without Chandler Jones, they're playing him off the edge quite a bit. and He's got that speed to get around tackles. So I think he's going to, he's a, guy who could get to the ball carrier in the run game, get to the quarterback in the pass game, especially line up on the edge. And he's got really good coverage skills as well. As far as the uh defensive backs, I mean, cornerbacks, I have no idea like blah, you know, I think that there just isn't a lot of, you know, fantasy impactful corners. What you try to look for, for there are ones that, corn people players that are listed as corners that technically play some safety, think Logan Ryan a few years ago. Like that's really where you want to be as far as a corner and try to get that edge. So I'm trying to think of any off the top of my head. Quite frankly, I just I don't know any that are listed as corner that will play safety. But I'll tell you, um when you have a dominant corner like a Tredavious White, for instance, or um, Denzel Ward, or um, I don't even, you know, shut down guys, even Trevon Diggs this year. I think Diggs, though, when you get a shutdown guy like that, the corner on the opposite side of the field is going to get targeted more. Jair Alexander is a great example. He'll be back this year as well. Um, Lattimore for the Saints is a good one. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey. So corners will be thrown at that. That means they have a lot of opportunities, either for tackles, interceptions, pass deflections if your points, if your league gets points for that as well. Uh, the Tuesday night build DFS roster bit you did last year was a game changer. DFS breakdowns and roster building value applied to points is completely innovative, it was a game changer and repeating success. Appreciate that. I okay. Yeah, that, that's a great. I should probably pre-read these. See, I don't like to pre-read. Here's why I don't, I don't do it on ask Man's anything on the air as well. I, I make sure I don't have Twitter open on those days. I love the improv side of this business. I have so many thoughts and opinions on every single player. Cause I've done every single amount of work you could possibly do. So I love being surprised. I love being caught off guard, you know, that, that, cause it forces me into that decision of how I really feel instead of, I always say what I really feel, but you you get it Two polarizing players, St. Brown and Gabe Davis. Who do you like? Okay. Um, I didn't ask you to be mean to make me choose between two of my favorite people, but I guess here we are now. uh, I want to love Almond Ross St. Brown a lot. I really do. I want to love both of these players, but they all have, they both have their wrinkles. I will side with Gabriel Davis because I think the upside there is higher. I think they'll play more man coverage against the Buffalo Bills. It'll hurt Stephon Diggs. It'll help Gabriel Davis. I'm going to say Brown. Hawkinson's back. Swift is back and healthy. Williams, as I mentioned, is a pass catcher, and they go out and get DJ Chark. It's a lot. And you got Jared Goff throwing him the football. There's just a lot. There's problems. There's downside to both these players. There's also massive upside. I just like Davis's upside more. If you go back in time, give yourself one piece of advice heading your first year of fantasy football, what it would be. Oh, um, what would I do? The fr- I mean, I would tell myself to go all in on the coaching stuff right away. I was, since I've been in the industry 2005, at that point, I knew the coaching angle was going to be a, a thing. I didn't know it was – I didn't realize that the entire industry – not a, I don't think when I started, I don't think one other person in the entire industry knew what the fuck I was talking about. At that point, I didn't know what I was talking about. I really didn't. I was so raw. But I at least knew that, hey, I knew like run heavy, pass heavy. Like I understood that element at that point. I didn't realize that nobody else did. So I would just go all in more on that would have been my advice to my younger self. I'll also keep a more open mind, you don't know shit. That's I would tell myself that as well because I didn't I had no idea what it w- took to become something in fantasy sports and to win on the constant as well. How does drafting in a 14 team league differ from 12 team league at all, Mike Glenn asked? Uh it Obviously, it expands it. The ADP is now in terms of 14 as opposed to 12. And what it means basically scrap ADP. What rounds and everything, everybody goes. Get your guys, especially after round four. You know, you're in a 14-team league. In uh, After round four, what's that, 56 picks? 57 overall. Yeah, it's time to just go get your guys don't worry anything at all about w- getting them later or anything like that, because what, what's going to happen to the rest of your league is they're all going to start panicking. Everybody starts panicking and deeper leagues are like, Oh shit. Player pools. Oh my God. I'm way down there. And there's a lot of league software. CBS is notorious for having nothing after 192 players. CBS has nothing. Then it's like they list everything alphabetical and it's like, you're fucking digging for players. So number one, target your guys. Don't worry about when, just target your guys. Also, my pro tip would be go through the ADP or go through the queue and load up all your players. Dig them all out. All those I just told you to do, build from the end all the way up. Do that and put them all in your queue so you don't have to dig while you're on the clock. Uh, will I ever go back to the frosted tips? People will follow if you lead. Uh, yeah, I would go back to them. I absolutely would. I don't have a, I don't, I think everybody else has more of a problem with frost tips than I ever did. I own up to it and I love it. Um, not where I'm at right now, but yeah, fuck. Yeah. I love it. Uh, who is rusty nuts. That's our director of tech. Everybody. How does the Erhard Perkins offensive system work? Beautiful. Uh, Earhart Perkins is run first. It utilizes play action to focus the attention and the action down the field. They want big plays in an Earhart Perkins type of system. So you basically think about is it this, it's luring you in. The idea was to bring safeties up and up and up and up and make the first step of a safety be forward instead of back. That's the whole premise on which it's based on, right? So that's where, you know, you want to catch that and you want one of your, your speedy wide outs on the outside. And Earhart Perkins was, man, that's got to be 30, 40 years old at this point. You would do use smaller, faster wide receivers that can prey upon get down, isolated single coverage, have that safety Jones up, and then boom – you can play action, fake, freeze the safety who's already leaning forward, get the linebackers on their, their front foot as well, and then boom, go over the top. But you have it's all the system is designed to lure you in. Run, 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 run. Okay. Air is different. That's more of a timing and vertical type of system. Same end game where you're setting up for the big play. And Eric Coriel, but there's a lot of like matchups. air Coriel was the next version after Earhart Perkins. So God damn. Do I love that question, baby? Now we're talking. Let's go. Fuck. Yeah. I love the fact you guys are asking questions like that. Christy Weber, DFS contest selection, 50 to $500 contest. Oh, um, here's one. I'm not really ready for because uh, uh, single entry it's. When it comes to DFS and by the way, this is actually the last podcast with Radio Twenty going to be available to you. Um, I don't want to be a mean person, but over at FantasyGuru.com, we have the Elite DFS Bundle right now. We also have the All In Package, which is DFS, betting, and seasonal. So the Elite DFS package is like two hundred forty bucks right now uh, when you take the Radio Twenty element to it i i don't even know what is it uh 50 bucks off that so it's like 200 bucks that's for all the seasonal stuff which by the way you want it even if you're like i can get by without seasonal well elite data is in there our um projections are in there a lot of things that you'll need for dfs is kind of in that so you want that package elite dfs it's 249 uh as a bundle but you get everything, the off-season stuff, the podcasts, the weekly preview podcast, all of that stuff is involved. And you get um, all college sports and all that kind of stuff too. So very important to get that and then use Radio 20 to get your $50 off because as of Sunday, next week when I'm recording this, there will not be that promo anymore. So you'll pay 20% more and so get in now please and don't pitch at me later please because not all this is my decisions. i could stomp my feet but you guys also have to understand that i have to pick my battles i can't just stomp my feet all the time and want everything my way all the time you have to pick your battles and i'm here for you i want prices to be as low as possible but uh, that's just how it is um, Hunter Renfro is my favorite player this year. I have most of my paid leagues. I'm curious to know your opinion of him. I think there's, there's a path less touchdowns, more volume. So that's, I, I wind up being neutral to the field on Hunter Renfro. I don't have a lot of shares of him as we speak. And I think one of the reasons is, and it's funny, this is a good question because. I get blamed. you can't you're not gonna win an overall. you're not gonna win best ball. you're not gonna you know fuck off. I've won more money in this fucking industry than I think there is than anybody. Obviously, that's not true. There's probably there's at least a handful of people that have hit Mill anybody who has never won of the people that have never hit a Millie Maker, I don't play it. I don't even enter the contest. Oh no no! I answer the Fanduel Millie Maker, but that's not really a Millie Maker. That's and the only reason I do that is to track the payouts. That's it. I throw twenty dollars a week away just to track it. That if all the people that haven't won Millie Makers, I have won the most money, and I'm absolutely fucking certain of that. Absolutely certain. So, in that spirit, um. Oh, by the way, did I not answer the best? Oh, I didn't answer the previous question with the best contest selections. Single entry, single entry, single entry, single entry. That's where I'm at. I really, I need to stress to everybody during the season and something we'll have on the fantasy guru website every single week, a contest selection thing with the best uh, least rake highest payout percentages, your best chances to win. I love that, you know, $100, $50 single entry. I know it's not a million dollar to first. It's not a million dollars. It's not 250,000. I understand, but I don't care. You have such, such a better chance to win those single. I would rather have a reasonable chance to win ten thousand, fifteen thousand, twenty thousand, twenty five thousand, which is usually the top prize for the single entries and Instead of going in, there's 892,000 entries into this Sunday million on FanDuel, 892,000 people in that contest. Okay. And, or you can go against um, 2,000 people. Right. And by the way, those 892,000, there's probably, I don't know, maybe 100,000 uniques. People are putting multiple entries. So they're putting random fucking lineups. So you see random lineups hitting that millionaire maker all the time. You're listening to this podcast. You're not a typical a-hole. You are above that. You are a much more smarter, much more educated, much more prepared player. You need to play against your competition. Take the 15 grand, take the 20 grand, take those payouts. And then once you hit a couple, one or even more of those, then fucking throw it to the, then you use, it's like getting a chip lead in poker. It's like having, you know, whatever, whether you're, it's in a, you know, whatever you do to get your initial wave of profit, then you, then you get a chip lead. Then you use that as leverage. Once you have money, what Donald Trump does, right? You had, he's had a ton of money. So you just lean on everything. Cause you have a ton of fucking money. You just fucking buy up everything a lot easier once you have money trust me i've been poor and i've been rich rich is better always 100 percent. but you have to get there and instead of swinging for the fences and these you know point oh 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 one chances to win why don't you give yourself a solid four percent chance to win so that's the contest thing there back to hunter renfro i'm sorry um he does have that slot receiver job in mcdaniel's offense so but the problem with renfro is that where he's going in those mid rounds is where Hancho's going. It's where a lot of those uh I mentioned Juju. I mentioned um even Adam Thielen. So for me, I'm just going those other players have much more upside. That's where I was going with my upside argument. Is that well, these guys have more upside and can be ex you know extreme consistent great every week studs and i prefer them over renfro who i don't think there's anything wrong i think he's stable he's solid i do like that slot receiver for josh McDaniels. i just don't see the boom in that offense with darren waller with Devontae adams with abdullah and jacobs catching passes that's where i i fail to see it um the upside what else do we got i think that's it I, yeah, that's about it. On the AMA questions as well, um, This I will say this real quick before we let you go, and I'm going way over on this podcast. To the DFS community, make sure you get in at fantasyguru.com, weekly, core fours, the live streams, the chats, everything going on. I will tell you this. FanDuel, DraftKings, all these sites. Hell, drafters.com. It's a DFS site, by the way. It's a DFS site. That's doing all the, uh, all this, um, they've got DFS contests, I should say Not super draft is a DFS site who I love this year as well. Cause they promised me that they're going to use boat. They're going to have boatloads of cash games for our people at fantasy guru. So uh shout out to super draft. We're going to be heavy on them this year again. So I'm happy to have them back in the fold, but, The they're throwing money away early in the season. This is the latest arriving crowd I've ever seen. It's like a Dodger game. It's the latest arriving crowd I've ever seen in the history of fantasy football. What I mean by that is the most unprepared group ever. We know it by our analytics. We know it by our metrics. We know it by our listenership at XM and podcasts and everything else. There's a lot of you that just tuned in. Welcome. Welcome. We, we've been here for four months getting ready for these days, and it's a, and that's your choice, obviously. I don't – you guys do whatever you want to do. What I'm telling you is the opportunity has never been better. I have never been more certain in my life that the only group of people that are going to be building lineups by hand will be the Elite Mafia at FantasyGuru.com. Other sites aren't even doing away. They they have, by the way, I own the site here. I own part of the company. Okay. I've interviewed a dozen or more great folks from around the industry who are looking for jobs and, and analyst jobs here at Fancy Guru that were laid off and fired or got rid of at other sites. They other sites this year. The competition has decided that it's better off for their bottom line, for their uh, business, okay, to not have people helping, to have machines helping. They only have projections. There's a person running the projections. They will also do social media. They will also be in their Discord or chat. That's all. There's not a team. We've got a team of 35 plus, okay? Other sites laid everybody off, and it's a shame to see. I despise it. I hate it. I wish I could hire almost every single person I've talked to, Um, but that's why I like Better Sports Network and other companies are really stepping up to provide opportunities for great analysts and and for all the consumers out there that want to hear other names and voices and, and ideas. So that's important. But what I'm saying is, it's never this early season run in DFS is going to be historically easy. It is going to be week one's always a bit of a crapshoot. But stay with me. Weeks two, three, four, we're going to fucking smash. Nobody's doing it. Nobody knows what's going on. The pricing is soft. The players are soft. Every lineup will be an optimized lineup. Thus, all our only job is to go in look at who the optimized lineup is or are that week and crush the fools that's our only job that's the entirety of what we're doing it's it's never been easier you need to get in man i'm telling you it's going to be a great year so i'm pumped up about that all right i've t- i've kept you guys way too long thank you for leaving the comments if you guys could continue to like and favorite and by the way don't lie i don't not yeah i don't need you know be honest If you don't like this podcast, say, fuck it. No, terrible. This guy sucks. A one-star review or whatever, if that's what you truly feel. If you don't, if you like the five stars or whatever, please just get the conversation going, keep it going, keep the reviews, keep the positive energy. I will announce as well here that I am currently looking for distribution for this podcast at this point, 125 episodes in. It's time. This is your show. We are going to get this thing uh, moved onward and upward. That is for sure. I love doing it every week. Thank you all for listening. Again, drafters.com, promo code ELITE, 100% deposit bonus, $250,000 on top there. I will be doing drafters every single night pretty much from now to the start of the season because I want to win $250,000. Uh, Better Sports Network, download that app, everybody. Please do it. Support our dudes. Uh, Kyle and Ray cannot wait for that show to go live, 12 p.m. Eastern, Monday, August 29th. It's going to be fantastical. And you, you get to see them. By the way, you get to see them. It's video and audio. It's absolutely great. Remember, head over to FantasyGuru.com. Say hi in our Discord Radio 20 discount code ending very soon. Batting. DFS, seasonal. It's all right there for you. If you want to get that all in package, baby, uh, I think we got a sales less than 400 bucks right now. And uh, if you want a little discount from there, if you go all in, I guarantee you that our customer service department will give you a deal. Just uh, shoot them an email support at fantasyguru.com. Say you want the all in bundle but you want a little more of a discount if you get, and that's only on the all end though. It's not going to work on your other bundles. So uh, because betting, I don't want anybody to be left out of what we're doing across the board this year. That's going to do it. You may agree or disagree with everything or some that you heard throughout today's show and folks that's perfectly all right. And you know why, right? Cause it was one man's opinion. We'll see you next time, everybody. Deuces.